Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, we're back. Hey, welcome to July 1st. That's right, mm-hmm. July 1st. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the second half, the year of miracles. That's, That's right. what I'm hoping for. Haven't you, do you notice that like every single day where there's not some sort of new something or another making headlines, you almost it almost feels like a relief, right? Absolutely, you, it does. You can't do that around your mic, yeah. And so it's just, it's funny when I say, welcome to July 1st, and I can feel a little bit of me celebrating. It, I actually feel like we've got this sort of, omnipresent sort of you know cloud that's looming everywhere it's like another day goes by and the you know sun comes up and the you know the world yeah. still is that i remembered it and when i went to bed the night before that's a good day that is a good day there's a uh, <laughs> one of my favorite lines from a book i read as a kid is that the sun will will go on rising and the moon will go on setting and you will persevere so we'll have to remember that in these times but yeah you know i i think uh Cautiously optimistic. And here we are almost on top of a holiday weekend, too. So be safe, mm-hmm. everybody. Have some fun. But, you know, we got the rest of the year to take care of, too. Yeah. So um, thank you for all the great praise. I can read you some of these messages, Julia, I've been getting. Mm. I, uh, maybe I will. We'll take a little break. And I've been getting so many nice uh, texts and emails from people. I'm sorry if I don't share um, the messages you guys send to me on the podcast. I really should be better, uh, do better than, you know, just to re- give you guys a response. I should acknowledge you publicly. But listen, I sincerely appreciate when you guys give us good feedback and sort of appreciate it when you give <laughs> us bad feedback. Those I don't give much of a response to. No, I'm just kidding. Any feedback we appreciate to help make the show better. And I sincerely appreciate the fact that you guys understood why we wanted to present this information now, because if there was ever a more timely uh, opportunity to talk about the fact that we all have moral obligations to be rich, it is definitely now. And the whole moral obligation conversation, we started last uh, Wednesday. So if you're not uh, if you're not caught up on all the podcasts, just go back to last Wednesday and they were done sequentially. And every single day we knocked out another rule as far as you having a moral obligation to be rich. And also, I want to remind all of you that, yes, I know it's the 4th of July weekend, but we are going to be providing, um, and we're going to probably end up doing one of these next week too, if not two, a mastermind. So what we're focused on is keeping you guys motivated, getting you guys out of uh, you know your rabbit holes, your emotional mm-hmm. rabbit holes, so you can make the most of the rest of this year. We are experiencing, um, obviously, what is going to be remembered as the end of the seller's market. And I'm already seeing from essentially all of our top clients around the country, we're already st- starting to see the uh, the pullback from buyers who are essentially, you know, for all, all the normal reasons and some not normal, that the market's going to start adjusting. And I think what we're going to experience, what it seems like we're going to experience is going to be a, a rather ab- abrupt slowing of the market into fourth quarter. And that's perfectly fine. As long as you have taken care of yourself in what now is third quarter. So do everything in your power to move forward, help as many people as you can, and frankly, you know, make as much money as you can in anticipation of the fact that leading into 2021, it's going to be a lot of uncertainty for all the reasons that you know and probably some new ones that no one's even thought of yet. So if you have, uh, if you're looking for motivation, here's what I want you to do. Just text the word uh, mastermind 
to 31996. Text the word mastermind to 31996. And we're going to text you back a link where you can register to join one of the upcoming events we're doing. It's a really a webinar, a training motivation thing where I'm going to be interviewing maybe six to just depends on how many people say yes, uh, 12 different top producers. And they're just short to the point interviews. Some of them I've pre-recorded, but the moral of the story is this is a great thing to make it so that you've got some good momentum going into second quarter. So just text the word mastermind to 31996. All right, so let's go on to rule number five. And like I said, if you have not listened to the previous four rules, um, it is your moral obligation to go and listen mm-hmm. to them. So I'm going to read uh, rule number five, and then Julie, I'll just read the okay. you know, the title of it, and then you can jump in. You got it. All right, rule number five. Accept the fact that the more people you help accomplish their goals, the richer you'll become and the more freedom you'll experience. That's a big point. That is big a big rule. point. Yeah. It is. You will only become rich and free when you become of service to others. Not rich and free, develop a product or a skill set that others are willing to pay for, and then multiply that. And when you're rich and free, the economy tanks, you can buy assets at a discount. You can help people who might not have been able to help themselves. We're already seeing inklings of this here and there, but here's the bigger point. It was the first part. Accept the fact that the more people you help accomplish their goals, the richer you'll become and the more freedom you'll experience. You know, people, you can apply this in lots of different uh, aspects, especially of real estate. You know, I remember reading some business book a long time ago where people would criticize, oh, that's a landlord. He's got a hundred properties. Oh, he must be rich. He must be taking advantage of people. No, he's actually, assuming he does a good job, uh, providing housing for a lot of different families that maybe couldn't purchase a house on their own. And maybe he does a really killer job as a landlord and takes really great care of them. And you know, who knows? The point is, when you have a skill set that people are willing to pay for, that will lead to your wealth. Well, you're combining, essentially, you're combining, essentially, a mindset um, sure. you know, checkup where you're trying to get them to identify what their limiting beliefs are about That's rich right. people. That's the reason we're saying that. And it, there are so many examples. It's really almost kind of a waste of time because every single one of you have had those thoughts before. Because here's the crazy thing. When was the last time you read or came across something from either an individual or some media outlet or whatever that didn't paint the the rich person as being some sort, some flavor of, uh, you know, evil? Like their, their, their riches were obtained from basically taking advantage of other people. Or somehow they did something that... Something nefarious. Something nefarious, right? Isn't how that's always painted? That's interwoven into our culture. It, it just is every single every single thing you come across, even in books. It's hard to come across something nowadays where the rich person is uh, not painted as having some sort of dark shadow, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that right. fascinating? So if you're reading books like this or coming across media like this or most influential on you, your family and your friends all believe those things are true. Now, when asked, they will say, I don't believe it's true. But when you essentially see how they actually conduct themselves, you'll see that subconsciously they're acting as if it were true. So what do I mean by that? You might not have somebody, you know, for example, if an agent in your marketplace all of a sudden just has amazing year and, and just sells a billion houses, have you noticed that your first thoughts are, what are they doing? What are they coming up with the leads? What are they? How are they shortcutting it? Why is it so much easier for them? Maybe they're you know cutting their commission or they're doing right. something nefarious. You see how your mind immediately goes to that? 
Whereas maybe the reality of it is, is this just basically the payoff from decades worth of hard work. And they've gotten to the point where they have the reputation of being able to solve other people's problems. And so that's then essentially spun into amazing amounts of momentum where they generate more and more transactions. Now, take this to another level. Like I think of the show Billions on Showtime, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, every single one of the uh, rich characters mm-hmm. always is painted with a negative brush. That's right. And people love it. People love thinking that somehow to be a billionaire, you had to somehow, you know, do evil on others. And, and guys, this thinking, it perpetuates all society, probably maybe even outside of the United States. I really don't know. I imagine it does. Yeah. And so if you say, for example, if you're wondering, well, here I am at whatever age you are, and you're asking yourself after all, the, or maybe this is what you should be asking yourself, mm-hmm. if you take into account all the time on this planet you've had, all this exposure to different ways of thinking, all the money, just keeping it practical and tactical that you and your family have earned, and then you've got virtually nothing to show for it, that is pure, unadulterated, absolute proof that you absolutely have a dysfunctional relationship with the idea of being rich. Otherwise, you would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to think about that. So before you say you have no issue with being rich, then the obvious question is, is then why aren't you? It's not because you haven't not earned enough money, though some of you, that's going to be the case. It's not because you haven't had the opportunity. Again, opportunity you know, ebbs and flows just depending on where you live. I mean, location matters, right? All these types of things. I'm not taking in, I'm not saying it's a level playing field. It never is, never will be. But what I'm saying is, let's just say you're 40 and you're listening to this. If you're not at least a single digit millionaire by now, you've got a dysfunctional relationship with money. And you need to realize that the probability of you accumulating enough money or essentially that will give you enough freedom. Remember, rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. The probability of you ever allowing yourself to get that, given your obvious you know, convoluted thinking about just that very topic of being rich where you no longer have to work for money, your thinking is your present wanting your desire to get to that point is not matching your obvious software that's in your head. So the software is running in the shadows. You don't even know it's there. So if you want to really know what somebody thinks, don't, you know, don't listen, frankly, to what they say. Watch what they do. That's really how you can, and I hate to use the word judge, but that's how you can really judge somebody's character or the, the, whether or not they sincerely you know, mean what they say. Like somebody could come out as a bumbling idiot, be the worst, you know, presenting their opinions and their facts. Maybe they're too analytical and they take forever to make a point or they're, but it doesn't matter. If at the end of the day, what they do, the results that they generate are brilliant, then how do you label that? You say that person obviously has good character. They are going to, you know, essentially achieve whatever they want to in life. But what do most of us do? We do nothing. We just essentially continue to perpetuate the bad software our entire lives. And it never ends. And um, and then you pass that lovely, uh, essentially, way of thinking on to future generations, and they stay poor as well. Obtaining wealth, guys, is actually, truthfully, especially with the real estate license, especially in a changing market like this, is the opportunity is everywhere. I'm never going to say it's easy, but I think it's easier than in a seller's market because as things start to unravel, as more people start to require more specialized 
uh, skill sets from you guys, agents, business owners, then the opportunity for you to learn those skill sets and essentially exploit the market to be of service to other people. Oh, there's that word. I threw some word in there to confuse you. I said exploit, right? So how many of you instantly thought exploit means bad? Exploit means take advantage of an opportunity because you've earned the right to take advantage of the opportunity because you've got the skill set to take advantage of the opportunity. That's really what exploiting an opportunity is all about. take what the market is giving you at the time and to say, yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that. Instead of, oh, that's not in my wheelhouse, I don't do that, I'm gonna refer that, I've never, you know, I don't have the skill to deal with that. Which some of you guys right now, if we're being really honest, some of our listeners are on the fast track to not being able to deal with some of the new situations. I, you know, with Premier Coaching that I do every day, I hear about situations all over the country, really um, all over the world. We have clients in the Caribbean and Australia and uh, even in Israel. So we hear about different things. And I have to say, I already am seeing a higher level of negotiation required, a higher level of handholding, especially of sellers who are freaking out, um, even of buyers who can't find something to buy. Just the, the level of skill even right now, and I, I think it's going to, to be, I'm not going to say get worse. That's not really the right term. It's going to get more it, challenging. It's going to be more uns- challenging. For the unskilled agents, for the For the unskilled sure. agents. And, you know, one of the ways that I can see that is sometimes we'll get questions that is like the most convoluted situation ever, where if an experienced agent puts that through their filter, they're going to go, you know what, that person is never going to buy, or that person is never going to sell. But the agent's working with that, quote, client because they don't have the skill to find people who are actually motivated and, you know, a you, higher quality level of business. You generate, you don't have to tolerate, exactly. you generate leads. But you're also touching on something else. Most of the listeners right now, they're coming out of a market where their business formula was buy lead in some form or another, <laughs> right? right? The, all leads could essentially get qualified for a mortgage. So minimum mm-hmm. pre-qualifying. Right. Maybe they came with a loan. Maybe, you know, you had to set them up the lender. Mm-hmm. And then let the buyer tell you what houses they wanted to see yeah. and basically open doors. That was essentially your entire business model. And those of you guys who are, um, you know, centers of influence past clients base, which a majority of you are, because that's the easy business to do in a seller's market, you're going to be the ones that are going to be adversely affected the quickest from this changing market because you're never going to have developed it. And, you know, frankly, the ability to compete because the business, generally speaking, just came to you. Well, in this new market, when those sellers or those buyers you put into houses are essentially desperate to sell and you don't have the skill set necessary and you just think you're going to get the listing because you brought them a pumpkin pie last November, mm-hmm. you're not even going to get called out because they're going to be looking for people with specialized knowledge. So I'm going to read the you know the, the headliner for point or rule number five again because you really need to internalize this. This took Julie and I, by the way, about a billion years and about a trillion coaching calls to mm-hmm. really internalize and know it's true. Yeah. But accept the fact that the more people you help accomplish their goals, the richer you'll become and the more freedom you'll experience. So if you're not experienced and this is the bottom line. If you're not experienced the quality of life, the abundance of you know freedom, the abundance of material possessions, the abundance of you know stress-free life where you're not having to worry about where your money is going to come from in six months, where you're not experiencing the ability to essentially uh, go throughout the day working with or you know spending your time with people you want to spend time with, having conversation you want to have. If your whole entire life is this hamster wheel of essentially forced compliance. It is basically the bottom line is, is because you are still or have yet to load into your software the update, the patch that says rich people, the reason they are rich is because they have accepted, maybe not even, you know, maybe it's subconscious and they haven't really actually verbalized it like this, but the reality of it is, 
is somebody who has more than you and more is defined how whatever category you want to use is because they've helped more people than you help more people by making a product they wanted to buy help more product people by solving a problem they had to solve you guys get the point so there's a direct correlation to your experience on this planet and the number of people that you help accomplish their goals that's it it's not any more complicated than that don't go and down some sort of social or political diatribe about all the other you know, emotions that a lot of people have wrapped up in the idea of being rich. Your moral obligation is to be rich because once you are, you can be free. And once you're free, the amount of positive that you can do in this world is unmatched because you will not have to be dependent on worry or worrying about essentially money. Once the money monkey is off your back, there's no limit to what you can do with your life. Rule number six. Julie Harris. Well, number six, if you're not rich and free, it's because you're choosing to be poor and dependent. Ooh, that's some accountability, isn't it? You are making that choice. Someone else has not made that choice for you. Obviously, some people were born on third base and act like they hit home runs, but stop thinking that the vast majority of millionaires and billionaires aren't self-made. They absolutely are. We have done those statistics many, many times. So stop being in conflict with why somebody is rich. They're rich because they're providing something to enough other people that those people are willing to pay for, thus producing enough profit that they are rich. So if your primary aim is your immediate safety and security and two weeks off for vacation, and that's the only contribution you're willing to make, in other words, minimum effort to maintain comfort, if, if your every waking moment is seeking comfort, well, you have chosen to be dependent. You've chosen to be a slave to your limiting beliefs. The Social Security Administration says 95% of people retire being dependent either on the government or on a family member, but it's a choice. So rule number six is all about it is a choice. If you're not rich and free, it's because you're choosing to be poor and dependent. That's right. And it is a choice. It, and so it goes back to the previous points we made and the homework we assigned to all of you guys every single day, which is going media free. Because the so more important. media you consume, it is so important, the more media you consume in, in all forms, that it, it, everything is going to reinforce the idea that you're not really in control. Everything is going to reinforce the idea that you have to be dependent. Everything and frankly, everyone around you, because they're all you know essentially operating off the same OS as you are, none of them are going to even remotely emotionally attach themselves in a real way to the idea that one day they could be rich where their money works for them and they no longer work for their money. That is going to be something that is going to be the greatest challenge to all of you. The knowing what to do in real estate, it, frankly, is easy. We can teach you that. That's what our coaching company does. We'll teach you how to be relevant. But we can give you the best toolbox full of tools and tell you how to use those tools. But if you're not willing to go out there and use those tools, or if you still try to operate, so you've got this new upgraded self and, you know, again, using a toolbox analogy, and you can solve anybody's problem, but you're not actually willing to go out there and do it, because you are essentially have this, you know, and it is real. You're going to be rejected by virtually everyone when you start to break outside of the mold. I, I tell that Julie and I use this as an example all the time. And I'm always amazed how many people have never heard this before. But it's the crabs in the bucket story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. So you, and we actually saw this, by the way. <laughs> I just was thinking about Zoe finding crabs on the beach. Is that what you're thinking of? No, I was Penny McLaughlin when we visited her in Bainbridge well, I, Island. Yeah. That's true. Well, I saw it more recently when Zoe and her friends were collecting little beach hermit crabs. Yeah. 
And I thought, well, how, how do they have 20 of them in a little cup? Yeah. It's because they pull each other down. Yeah. And so that's the story right there. Basically, if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and one of the crabs tries to escape the bucket, like by maybe standing on another crab, frankly, the other crabs will pull that crab back in. And we've actually seen that. It's quite an amazing phenomenon. They'll actually seek out the crab that is trying to escape. Mm -hmm. But that's how people are, too. That's how your family is. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously you have to bring your family up with you. And sometimes you can't sell your family on this bigger vision that you have for them and for yourself. You have to lead by example. Um, and there's a lot of coaching we do around that because, again, one of the biggest reasons why some of you start out with all the motivation and all the intention and you actually do have what it takes to make it at extreme levels with just you could be the greatest thing ever. And but then what happens is you go and start sharing your your inspirations and your aspirations with other people and they sort of say, oh, Bob, that'll be really good. But stop and smell the roses. Don't work too hard. You know, they start yep. saying all these nice little things that are all designed to slowly cut you down and make it so you stay in that bucket. And that's what that is what is oftentimes the greatest destroyer. And then what do you do? Without knowing it, you're now watching something on HBO and you're saying, Well, why would I want to be rich? All these guys are obviously evil bastards. Right. Or you're or you're reading a book or you're listening to a, a mm-hmm. podcast, maybe. You're I mean, good lord, if you're watching the news and you are listening to the news, that's all it is. You know. People that work for the government, good, you know, except if it's the, the competing political party, right? Okay. Um, you know, private industry, bad. Big companies, bad. You know, big government, good, right? I mean, isn't that what the diatribe is right now? So, I'm not judging. I'm not, Julia, not, we avoid being political, but there's no place for you to have independent thought if you are the essentially the, the tennis ball that's getting volleyed back and forth over the net with your emotions. So you've got to choose to unplug from all that. Okay. And create then, your own market. Create right. your own trajectory other than, you know, so you're not that pawn piece being moved around by the media. I just had a conversation with one of my elite coaching clients who has a rather large team. And then their topic is how to keep your head screwed on straight and in, you know, with pandemic times or whatever you want to fill in the blank. And we talked about controlling your three foot world and your mm-hmm. mind, your body, your wallet, all these things. But those are things you can control. You can yep. control picking up the phone today. You can control learning scripts. You can control objection handling. You can control doing what you don't want to do when you don't yes. want to do it at the highest level. You right? can. What you, you can. can't control, and we talked about this, unless you are an actual virologist, <laughs> you cannot control what is going on with the virus. Okay, And if you are, kudos to you. Get back to work and get us a vaccine. Okay, But other than that, it is irrelevant to what you're doing. Your job is to help enough people at the highest level so that you can accomplish your goals for yourself and your family and lather, rinse, repeat. So on that note, I better get off to Premier Coaching. Yes, on that note, do get off to Premier Coaching. So those of you who are, um, by the way, Julie, you mentioned something that's worth, don't let them uh, forget that the Premier Coaching members have access to a 24-hour, or what is it, uh, Coaching on demand. Yes, coaching right. on demand. Our most common questions are at their fingertips. Right. So those of you who are not attending Julie's premier coaching calls live every day, remember we have coaching on demand, which literally means you can enter a question into. This is for you know premier coaching members only. You you can enter your question about transactional transaction short sales. It, it could be whatever it is, as complicated as you think it might be. And what we've done is over the past like 15 years, we've gathered up all the questions and we've built this really amazing now um, tool that allows you to enter your question. And 90% of the time, probably more like 95% of the time, someone's asked that question and one of our coaches has answered the question over the years. So definitely use that if you're one of our premier coaching members. So guys, that was the, those were the five rules. 
I wonder what you're going to do with this information. Knowing that some of you are going to be motivated, a lot of you evidently by your response are extremely motivated to take advantage of this and move forward. You're extremely motivated to get back to thinking big. You're extremely motivated to make changes in your life because you obviously realize you only live once and you're dead a real long time. But what I am fearful that you're underestimating is are the amount of headwinds that you're going to be experiencing as you uh, frankly start to crawl, crawl out of your own bucket. That's going to be something you cannot underestimate and you have to have some emotional resilience because the places that you're going to feel the most, uh, frankly, rejection from or the people are going to be the ones that are closest to you because they don't want you to change. Because if all of a sudden, and this is a, you know, it's a funny example, but it's true. If you are, you know, pleasantly 20 to 30 pounds overweight and so is everyone you know, and then you start losing weight. What are you really think they're just going to not say little pleasant jabs to try to get you to go back to being like they were? And eventually, as you continue to lose weight and you continue to get in good shape, a lot of them will just summarily reject you. They'll just stop responding to you. They'll write you out of their lives because you make them uncomfortable because you're forcing them to be introspective about their weight problem. I use weight because it's obviously something you know that is obvious. But you, the same thing is going to happen as you decide to upgrade your knowledge, as you start to think bigger, as you start to read more books and you want to break out of the you know, normal repertoire of Groundhog Day, of listening to the same things at the same time, having the same conversations at the same time with usually the same people. As soon as you start to break free of that, those people have become dependent on you being predictable. And now that you're trying to change, they're going to feel a little uncomfortable. They're going to start feeling rejected. They're going to, you guys get it? So the emotional surge of you know, momentum you're experiencing right now, many of you, it's going to be counterbalanced more often and, and, you know, essentially more than you think from the people that are closest to you. And you've got to be ready for it. That's what we're for, right? That's the reason you can come visit us every day on our podcast. You can become one of our coaching clients because we're going to counterbalance and we're going to let you know that you still have some more ascension to do. You have some more climbing to do. Do not give up too soon. And if you're somebody who's basically, you know, has climbed and you've been successful and you're, you know, thinking you've got it all sorted out, all your stuff's paid for, you've got everything financially worked out, you're, here's the thing I need to, you know, you need to worry about or not worry about, you just need, need to be conscious of this fact. Once you read that, reach that state, what happens inevitably is you're going to start becoming complacent. You're going to stop doing the very things that were required for you to get there in the first place. And then what you're going to do is lose what you already have. I'm again using exercise. If you basically get your body in tip-top shape and then you all of a sudden stop exercising and start, you know, eating carbs again and, and you know all the rest of it, your body's going to slide back faster like if it took you 2 years to get to the point where you're in peak physical performance, it'll take you maybe 90 to 120 days to lose all that positive momentum that you built for yourself. There's no aspect of your life that ever can be left alone. Your relationships, your spirituality, your education, your physical, you know, everything, your financial certain certainly has to be always be upgraded. Every single thing in your life needs to be upgraded. Julie and I do that. Um, well, frankly, we're doing it right now. We make a list of the goals that we have for the rest of the year. I'm looking to see where the list is. I'm looking at it right now. And what we do is we, you know, we start with where are the things that we think we have like ideally situated. And then we say, well, what would it mean to upgrade that, you know, by 100%? And it could just be essentially the amount of the number of books that we're reading, for example, we listen to books, we really don't read them. Or it could be the amount of 
uh, work product we're producing. Maybe we're, you know, churning out a two or three chapters per month of a new book that we're working on. Then we ask ourselves, well, really, would it take that much more to do six? What would we have to do to really get this? We're trying to maximize our time on this planet because we know that another side of us being able to help more of you, the better experience that we have. So when I say something or Julie says something, one of our coaches say something or you read something we wrote or something we said and it helps you, ultimately that essentially helps us too. We're getting a direct, sometimes direct, oftentimes indirect, but benefit from everything that we're doing because we know absolutely are positive that the more people we help accomplish their goals, the more of you know life we're going to be allowed to enjoy. And we're choosing to oftentimes make ourselves uncomfortable because Julie and I have, have seen through coaching clients what happens if you allow yourself to become complacent. You know, So just keep these things in mind, guys. Know that anything, no matter how old you are, no matter where you come from, no matter where you're going, you have the capacity because we're all blessed to be in real estate. We're all blessed to be alive at this time. Despite all the headwinds, trust me when I tell you it's been the best time ever to be a human on planet Earth right now. It, I don't think there's anyone that's going to argue with that. And, and you are blessed and you really truly should be making the most of this. Stop living underneath your staircase, please. There's going to be more headwinds. There's going to be more viruses. There's going to be more social unrest. There's going to be more of all these things. You need to sidestep all that and focus what you're, on what your highest and truest purpose on this planet is, which is being of service to other people. So if you're focused on that, if you know every single day it's your obligation, your moral obligation to help people, it is a natural progression of those actions that you will become rich because those people are then going to tell other people, which in, in, you know obviously will result in you doing more transactions. It'll result in you having the opportunity to help more people. Do you guys get it? It's a very, very simple, non-convoluted, BS, woo-woo, mindset-free. You know, we're not trying to you know, put you into a trance with all these fancy sayings and giving you a lot to think about. We're just being as practical and tactical and drilled down in real life as possible. And I appreciate the fact that our message is resonating with so many of you guys. We always appreciate doing this podcast and helping you in any way that we can. Thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. Thank you for continuing to make Harris Rules such a great selling book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the other places. We've gotten pictures of you guys seeing it at airport, you know, bookstore kiosks and all that. It's wonderful seeing that. I really love it, honestly. Huge accomplishment for us. That book came out a year ago. Um, a year ago last month in June, which is amazing to think it's only been out a year. It feels like it's been out for a thousand years. Um, and if you guys want to talk with me about joining our EXP group, if you and a lot of you do, two or three of you a day, reach out to me and text me saying this is something you want to pursue, go ahead and text me directly and you we can have a direct conversation about you uh, partnering with Julie and I at EXP as part of our group. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.